This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, our special report here on women in business, obviously there is a component of the world of tech that is a very important one as we build forward. And a pleasure to have Tiffany Bova joining us, who is the Global Growth and Innovation Evangelist with Salesforce. Tiffany, thanks for a few moments today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. And, and so let me get your perspective on, because uh, of your role in the world of tech, what the state of, of tech is you see for women at this point. Well, it's been sort of two sides of the same coin. I think we were making tremendous strides you know, over the last decade on trying to, as your previous uh, guest said, right, breaking that glass ceiling and, and moving into roles and positions, specifically in you know, venture capital as well as in the boardroom. And then the pandemic hit, and we have seen a significant um, disparity, if you will, on women being able to come back into the workforce, right? They're staying home because of child care, maybe even education, uh, and deciding to even stay home and stay out of the workforce for other reasons. And so I'm, I'm hopeful that that continues to abate and we turn that corner and come back to the kind of momentum we were gaining sort of pre-pandemic time frame. And, and, I, and I think that there's so much value in having more women in tech for all kinds of reasons. It, the thing about tech, I, I think that we, we at times get pigeonholed on is we think about the actual tech component to it. And obviously that's an important element. But in this world of tech, there are so many other careers that obviously you see firsthand uh, that that people can think about marketing, branding, you know, so many of these other elements. It's not just about, you know, the STEM side of tech. There's so many more elements uh, that, that really are out there. Absolutely. If you look at some of the very successful entrepreneur, women entrepreneurs and founders that have gotten into businesses like, let's just say, Spanx, you'd be like, okay, there's nothing technical about that, right? Right. right. But ultimately, how are you going to use technology to you know, connect with your customers, sell better and faster, you know, allow them to do self-service and all the things that allowed that brand to scale and scale very quickly – that is the value of technology. So to your point, right, there are things that are happening kind of behind the scenes, but how can you use it as an entrepreneur, as a founder, you know, as an executive in a company uh, to really further the goals of the brand, even on things like SDGs, you know, for sustainability, like what do you want to do developing? How, who are you going to partner with? What are the ways in which you can embed technology in everything that you do? Because today it's almost impossible to not do that. But I think we have to stay true to the ethical use of technology and that fine line to making sure we have the human connection as well. That seemingly is the challenge moving forward, especially with what, you know, this is obviously a different part of the tech world of what we've seen in and around social media is that, you know, that, that path that we need to follow in and around these industries as we move forward. Yeah, and it starts at the top. Look, you know, executives and leaders have to understand how and where and why they are going to use technology, both for their employees and their customers. And then the greater shareholder community, partners, you know, the communities that they serve. You know, if you have a business in a town, that town is where your kids go to school and where you go to the hospital. And how can you, you know, give back to those communities in ways that have real meaningful impact? And so I think you have to, you know, the capitalist side of the business, but yeah. using business as a platform for change 
is also an amazing way for leaders to really get people rallied around what are you trying to do from a business perspective. And in many cases, technology is one of your vehicles to do that. How do you see then on, on a you know daily basis how the issues around DE&I really play out and are addressed at a company like Salesforce? Well, it was many, many years ago, someone went to our CEO, our co-CEO, Mark Benioff, uh, and said, I, I think we have an equality pay problem. And he, he was shocked, baffled, really, like absolutely no way. But if we're going to ask this question and we find out that that is true, we can't just go, oh, great, we found out that's true. We actually have to do something about it. And so lo and behold, came back that there was a gap in equity from a pay perspective. And literally in a quarter, he shorted up completely. And, and we've continued to do it year after year to do those, you know, specifically on pay. Uh, and interestingly enough, after a couple of years, we actually saw it negatively impact the men that it over pivoted. And so this isn't just about men and women. It's also about diversity. It's also about disability. It's also about access. It's also about location and language and religion and all kinds of things, sexual orientation, et cetera. Yeah. And so making sure that there's balance, I think that we always tend to lean into the DE&I of men and women, but it is much broader than that, of course. But it seems like that, that maybe if there's any kind of silver lining out of this pandemic is that there has been kind of an awakening, a recognition uh, that, you know, the, the workforce doesn't have to be in the office 24-7, 365 or, or even, you know, five days a week and, and 52 weeks a year that you can still, you know, do a, 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 a very good job at your job wherever you might be. Obviously not in all jobs, but in a good bit of them. And then that addresses, hopefully, some of these issues that obviously have been at the forefront of a lot of conversations in the last few years. I completely agree with you. But one thing we have to keep in mind is, you know, not everybody has the same level of access to technology. I'm just going to pick high right. speed as an example, right? right? You're yeah. going to push all your workers home and you're in the middle of the country and you push them out to, you know, they have to work from home and they don't have access to high speed. They might not have computers at home. They might not have access to the technology they need to, quote unquote, work remotely. So it isn't an even playing field. You know, we make these assumptions that, oh, everybody just wants to work from home. And I, I think that that's a true statement. We're obviously seeing it, as you said. But if that's going to be the case, this flexible work schedule, we have to make sure that we have equality out there around access to things like high-speed Internet. You can look at Detroit as an example. I think the stats uh, pre-pandemic, you know, right around when the pandemic started, it was like 30% didn't have access to high-speed Internet. I remember when the pandemic first started and I was driving through a parking lot that was totally empty because everything was closed. I turned the corner and all of a sudden there were all these cars. And I'm like, what are all these cars doing? And by the way, everyone was sitting in the cars. And I looked over and I was like, I think they're sniffing the high-speed internet from the Starbucks. <laughs> right, right. You know, there were kids in the car and, you know, yes. moms and dads. And I was like, wow, you know, so <laughs> even in, I'm in Los Angeles, so even in a city like LA, so while I absolutely agree with that statement, if you're listening and you are giving the option for your people to work from home or to work in a flexible environment, do make sure that you have equality in that as well. So thinking about careers and, and how women are approaching them, what's the advice that you give right now? Oh, I would say patience and trust the process, right? It's never a straight line. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, finding a career that you love is, is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> the journey might not always be so kind, 
But I think if you take those lessons out of each situation, find really strong allies and a support group around you. Uh, I call it your own personal board of directors to really guide you when you're when you're struggling through your career, no matter you know what the reason may be. Uh, I think that uh, in, in the end, you will look back and say that you're glad that you did it the way you did it. Tiffany, great to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Tiffany Bova, Global Growth and Innovation Evangelist with Salesforce. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.